the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome to Bob Bernie Live. This is the four o'clock hour. I think most of you would agree with me that there is no topic in Scripture more important than grace. Who has not been stirred hundreds, thousands of times just by singing Amazing Grace? How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Is there anything new, fresh that we could learn about grace? Well, my guest, Pastor Andrew Farley, he is the uh, author of at least nine books. He is the lead pastor of the Grace Church, where he lives in Dallas. And he has a brand new book, The Grace Message. Is the gospel really this good? Pastor Andrew Farley, welcome to Bob Bernie Live. Hey, Bob. Uh, thanks for having me. Great to be with you. Well, it is my pleasure. And I sincerely hope you do not take my first question wrong. But here it is. Do we really need another book on grace? Yeah, we do. Uh, the average Christian thinks that the grace and mercy are the same thing. Uh, you know, it's for when you fall, when you fail. We look at, at God as a banker who's canceled our debt. Uh, we look at him as a, a, a real estate agent who's found us a new place to live someday called heaven. Uh, but grace is bigger than all of that. I mean, uh, grace means we have a new heart. Uh, grace is what inspires and motivates us. Uh, Titus 2 even says the grace of God is what teaches us to say no to sin. Uh, so it's pretty clear lots of us were still saying yes to sin. Uh, so apparently we need more of God's grace, not not less of it. Mm. Again, Andrew Farley, his brand new book, The Grace Message. And I mean brand new, in fact. I think today is the release date. Am I correct on that? Yeah, that's right. It's uh, now shipping on Amazon, and today's the big day, Bob. The grace message is the gospel really this good. One of the things you say in the book that really caught my attention, and I quote, Many people sitting in our churches today are getting a lightweight understanding of God's grace. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, well— you know, we think grace is mercy. I mean, mercy is great. It's awesome. Uh, mercy is when you're going 100 miles an hour down the freeway and the police officer pulls you over and says, I'm not going to give you a ticket today, Bob. <laughs> that, that's mercy. Uh, but but grace is when he pulls out a $1,000 bill and hands it to you. I mean, that's outlandish. That's ridiculous. That's over the top. Uh, but that's God's grace. It's uh, enjoying everything for free because Jesus paid it all. But you also see, say, and I again I, I quote a guy named Andrew Farley that I think you've heard of, uh, they don't see 
the empowerment of God's grace, so they seek to lessen it, temper it, or balance it with something else. I found that fascinating, and I'd love to hear you elaborate on that. Yeah, well, you know, people call grace dangerous, and I like to say it's only dangerous for the enemy, uh, because God's grace is inspiring and motivating. And, I mean, Romans even says that sin will not master you because you're under grace. Uh, So saying we need less grace is like saying we need less victory over sin. Uh, It makes no sense. But one of the things that surprised me about the book, and I have who knows how many books I have on my shelf about grace written by many different authors, uh, contemporary as well as ancient. Uh, You begin your exploration of grace by beginning with the Old Testament law. That's an approach I have not seen on the topic of grace. Why? Yeah, you know, there's lots of books on grace and lots of pastors talking about grace, and that's wonderful. But if we're not careful, we end up with a very generic view. God is good. God is gracious. God is kind. I mean, God is nice like Santa Claus. And if that's all we understand, then we've fallen short of the true message. So in the grace message, uh, I take about 15 chapters to outline this simple fact that Uh, You need to see the law as it truly stands. It's 600-plus rules staring you in the face. There's no way you can keep it. So as we realize the stringency of the law, then we realize we need God's grace. And against the backdrop of that impossible standard of God's law, uh, God's grace shines even more brightly. So I think we need to be acquainted uh, with what law really is. Uh, it's not choose your favorite parts. It's not multiple choice. It's not a buffet line at your local restaurant. The law is an all-or-nothing proposition, and that's why we need God's grace instead. You're certainly not implying that the grace of God eliminates the consequences for sin. Because of God's grace, no. we can we can do anything we want to do and not worry about it because we've been forgiven, we're recipients of grace. You're not saying that, are you? No, not at all. In fact, I mean, planet Earth comes at you, and there's consequences, and you reap what you sow and all of that, but that's just planet Earth and earthly consequences, as Mm -hmm. you mentioned. I am saying that we're not reaping the spiritual consequences. I mean, the wages of sin is death, and Jesus died, and he took the wages— And there are no wages left. So that's what we can be thankful for in grace. But I don't want to wake up tomorrow morning and be forgiven but miserable. I don't want to wake up tomorrow and be righteous but miserable. So it's a beautiful thing to be forgiven and righteous. But who wants to be miserable? And sin, well, sin will only make Mm -hmm. you miserable. Uh, Who is the target audience for your book? Who Who did you write the grace message for? Yeah, well, I found myself on the floor of my apartment, and I was begging God for answers, Bob. I was 19 years old, and I was doing everything the church said to do. I was reading my Bible four and five hours a day. I was sharing my faith with everybody that I met. I was in church every time the doors were open, 
And yet I was crying out to God saying, God, uh, I'm doing everything and I don't feel closer to you. I don't feel like I'm growing spiritually. I'm busy, but my formula is broken. Uh, so where did I go wrong? And Bob, it was not a lightning bolt out of heaven. It was more like 10 years of replacing old thoughts with new thinking. And at the center of that was God's grace. So I wrote the grace message to rescue Christians uh, from the misery of rule-keeping and law-based religion uh, as we get a deeper understanding that God actually likes us and loves us and delights in us and celebrates us and dances over us. I mean, that's what we need to soak in. We need to soak in the love and grace of God, and that's what transforms us. Our time has literally, and I mean literally, flown by, but here is the final question I try to ask every author that I interview. Someone picks up the grace message, is the gospel really this good? They read it cover to cover. They put it down. What is the take-home that you want every individual to receive when they finish your book? Maybe you have heard all your life that God is in love with a future version of you, the future version that prays more and loves more and does more at church. Maybe you've heard that your whole life, but I want you to know that God embraces who you are, that you are off the charts okay with Him. Scale of 1 to 10, you're an 11 because Jesus made it so. Your righteousness is real. You're totally forgiven and loved, and that is the true motivation for the Christian life. All right, my guest... Andrew Farley, the uh, author, brand new book, The Grace Message. Of course, you can get it at Amazon.com. Beginning today, today is the launch day for The Grace Message by Andrew Farley, F-A-R-L-E-Y. Order it at Amazon. It's one of our Salem books from our parent company, Salem Media. Andrew Farley, thank you for your time today, and thank you for the book on God's grace. God bless you richly. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you, my friend. All right, we will continue with more Bob Bernie Live. Stay tuned. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome, welcome, welcome again. Um, I uh, I had no intention of talking about this, but um, during the break, I I came across an email from um, one of my friends in Moldova. Um, This is the camp director of the uh, camp in Vodic, Moldova. Uh, Camp Hope is the name in English. I don't know what it is in Romanian and Russian, but... um, My friend just posted this 
on Facebook just now, and I mean just now, and I haven't even read it all the way to the end, but it is the recounting of, it looks like a woman and her children um, who are taking refuge in the camp in Moldova where I've spoken so many times I could I could just about walk that camp in my sleep with my eyes closed. I've been there so many times and walked it so often and preached there so many times and have seen thousands of teenagers accept Christ as Savior in this wonderful camp. And uh, right now they are opening the camp to as many refugees from Ukraine as possible. So my friend just posted this, and this is not from him. This is from one of the refugees. And and let me read, all right? The night didn't end. We were offered hot food, tea, blankets. I didn't want anything just to come back, hug my husband, cuddle with him, and not let him go. By the way, this is an English translation, so it may seem a little awkward. She goes on, very cold. At least the kids don't get sick. For some reason, I feel nauseous. Had cookies for a reason. Got to the point of check. Passport handed in, waiting. There is Wi-Fi, writing to my husband. We passed. There's a lot of porridge in my head. My throat choked. Put a smile on the kids. On our way. It's already midnight. Where are you going? What can I say? Where are you going? I don't know. The guard says, understandable. We're in Chisinau at the Mold Expo, which is a shopping mall in Moldova. I've been there. She goes on. It's warm. People, people, so different. Locals, Ukrainians, a lot of them. I made my own tea. Volunteers pulled us somewhere. They asked, do you smoke? I said, oh, no. Do you agree to go to a Christian camp or to an apartment? What are you looking for? No need to search. What is there? Thank you. On our way. Two o'clock in the morning. Oh, three. Nothing to see out the window. Dark and scary. Some kind of road. There's a mess in my head again. Maybe we're being taken to the authorities, but I don't care. Now we're on the second floor. The room has ten beds. Clean. New bed. Blankets. Radiators. I have cookies in my pocket. Some kind of sleep. The alarm goes off in the morning. I wake up as usual. Horror. I'm not at home. I'm alone with children, and my favorite person is in Odessa. I'm here, and he's there. He is there. Snuggling into a pillow. Why is this all happening? Brushing my teeth. Dining room in a separate building. Need to eat. Put a smile on the kids. The mountains and the forest. Tall pine trees. The lake. Smells like springtime. The same in the dining room with... Empty eyes. We're being fed. Eaten back to the room. Lay down lunchtime. We're being fed. The room again. Dinner. Laying down a, a night of morning. Day two. Day three. What's next? The camp is the camp of hope. I'm sorry. A boutique opened in the dining room. The volunteers brought in the stuff. The food is so delicious. I catch myself thinking that I don't want anywhere. We made it to heaven. We are fed, looked after. Who? Children, teenagers who study here and 
Now they're babysitting us. Those are the students in the Bible college there. Preparing to eat and cleaning. Living rooms like us are being prepared. In a week, the summer was re-equipped to a winter one. The summer hall was re-equipped to a winter one. You see, they, they put radiators in as an emergency, so they get heat in the dormitories where they usually just use for summer. Uh, uh, let's see. Got the heat on and on, supplied the body. We have refrigerators and a washing machine. There are 150 of us. I'm trying to help in the kitchen. I find out that my son is already there. Happiness is being at least a little useful. Day 7, March 8th. Concert, gifts, flowers. I've been crying all day. I'm leaving here tomorrow night. Next up, I don't know. I no longer fear. I know they will help me, and I will take help. My children will not see war. We will start anew. Thanks. To these people, this place, I have hope again. Hope that there will be peace, that my children will study, find a job, create a family, that I will be able to hug my husband again. Of course, I will come here if I can, and my prayers will be for these people as long as I live. Sorry. I've just been to this place so many times that I I know these people and their heart, how they're ministering to these Ukrainian refugees and giving them hope in Christ. What an incredible place, what an incredible people there in Moldova helping their neighbors in Ukraine. Yes, it is Camp Hope. And hundreds of Ukrainian refugees are finding hope. And then they're moving on. Hmm. God bless them. We'll be back. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 